This time we're at Pumpkin Hill. You ain't ready. I ain't gonna let it get to me. I'm just gonna creep down in Pumpkin Hill. I got to find my lost piece. I know that it's here. I can sense it in my feet. The great emerald's power allows me to feel. Hello and welcome to another episode of Geekly Reveal. Time to tell you about some stuff that happened last week and what's going on. As always, I'm your host Dom, aka Brother Dom, and once again I'm joined by the coolest. Tell them who you are. <laughs> I was, I was expecting maybe a noun after coolest, but I, I guess oh. I'll, I'll take it. But I, I, I am. For today. <laughs> I'm the coolest. I am Stephanie, aka Captain Steph, aka the Snow Queer. And we've been up to some stuff this last week. Yeah, we've been, been up been to doing... some stuff. <laughs> How you doing today? Oh, I'm doing good. It was a pretty relaxing weekend. Oh, that's Read good. A I'm scary books. So. Scary books. <laughs> yeah, it was spooky. What, like the Constitution or something? You sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm exhausted. I had a rough weekend. <laughs> oh yikes! I'm well in a good way. I'm I'm getting old. I'm starting to feel it. Uh, went to some parties yesterday. You know, birthday party, Halloween party. I was a fox, and I'm I'm beat, beat. <laughs> Steelers just lost to the Patriots, so I'm having a. My sports half is not doing too good today, too well. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's that's that's all I got. <laughs> But, um, so we got some stuff from last week. You want to just jump right into it? Yeah, let's go for it. Cool. So I read some stuff last week or this week. You want to believe it? I I'm read, shocked. uh, Space Battle Lunchtime. It's pretty cool stuff. Very cool. What, would you like to explain that? Yeah, I'd love to. It's, uh, Iron Chef in Space with, uh, Shoujo and Shonen Elements to it. Excellent. And there it is. <laughs> that's, uh, that's it, a, it in a nutshell. That, that is it. It's, uh. It's about a girl, she a uh, girl, woman, lady, ambiguous age, probably anywhere between 17 to 40, I don't know. <laughs> but she gets whisked away to space to compete in a uh, cooking show, and she has not been eliminated in the first volume, and there's only one more volume, I understand. I think it's a eight comic miniseries, and I saw I read the first four. It's, it's cool. It's kind of short, or, well, the plot's kind of thin, uh, it's kind of breezy, but I like it. It's really, really cute, really adorable, a lot of aesthetic stuff, and... You kind of don't get to see, like, food fights, I guess. You don't really see mm-hmm. that, you know? Like cooking uh, battles? The, yeah, you don't get to see a lot of cooking battles, so uh, it's nice to see that. It's a little bit different. So that's, it's, it's cool. I recommend it, you guys. Yeah, you been reading anything, or you been up to anything? Yeah, I read a book that I probably shouldn't have read. Um, <laughs> is, uh, well, I have, as the listeners may or may not know, I have a very low tolerance for spooky things. Um, almost everything is too spooky for me, and I made the mistake of thinking that because something had fairies in it, even though it was horror, that I would still be able to, like, because it had fairies in it, I'd be able to, go, like, deal with it, that I'd enjoy it. And, like, it was an incredible <laughs> I thought. Um, I mean, it was an incredibly good book. Like, I, it was very well-paced, like, very engaging, but it was also full to the brim with body horror, which is not my jive at all. <laughs> body horrors, that's that's tough. That's uh, that's probably number two on my like worst things. Yeah, so it, for anyone who does like spooky books with evil fairies that perform lots of horrible things to humans, um, I recommend The Call by, I think it's pronounced Pater O'Whelan. He's Irish. His name is very Irish. The book is very <laughs> Irish. Cool, cool. Anything else in that book? I don't know. I mean, like, it's it's a very... The idea is that, like, 
Irish teenagers are being called into this, like, hellscape by the fairies in order for the mm-hmm. fairies to hunt them. And because the, fa- like mermaids. Yeah, because the fairies have, like, a grudge against the, uh, the humans for kicking them out of Ireland thousands of years ago. And sure. the main character is a girl who got polio when she was young, so her legs are all twisted. And, like, she doesn't know how she's going to be able to escape from the fairies once they call her, because they call every teenager. Oh, okay. So, like, she's... It's, like, about her and her friends as they kind of train to deal with, like, this experience they all know that they're going to have to go through and how they're going to try to survive. Oh, sounds allegorical. Very interesting. (laughs) It's, um... I feel like... I think I read somewhere that Undertale has a lot of Irish roots. Like, it's all, it mm-hmm. seems like it's based off Irish mythology, so... Oh, cool. Yeah, so maybe that's a thing. I don't know. They probably, uh, it's probably drawn from <laughs> the, the similar source as The Call. At least it's not like the Fault of Amagara... What's the Fault? The Amigara Fault, Legend of Amigara Fault. Yes. Yeah, With the also, holes in the wall, right? Yeah, exactly. Brilliant, brilliantly used in Steven Universe. Yeah, nice. Nice. <laughs> terrifyingly nice. called out in Steven Universe, and and not as horrible as it should have been. <laughs> so, good stuff, good stuff. Yeah. So. So next thing we have is uh, skipped another debate because I can't anymore. I couldn't do it. Didn't yeah. Need to watch it. Did you skip it too? I also said we were recording, so I also. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I also we skipped won. it. That was good. That's such a smart move. Yeah, I. And it's like, it's not like I don't know who I'm going to vote for. I've already voted, in fact. That ballot is counted, probably, by now. I put it in the mail last weekend. Like, <laughs> so that, that really didn't matter, actually, at it, all Yeah, it deeply did not matter. <laughs> wow, that's, so. that's funny. I did happen to see, that there's some dinner they had, and I didn't watch the whole thing. Oh, yeah, the, the Alchemist dinner or whatever. That's ridiculous. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, wow. You know, Hillary, Hillary has some pretty good timing, and... As much as it pains me to say, Donald Trump does understand the basic timing of comedy at some points, which kind of is weird that he can't keep himself composed for a debate. You would think, through yeah. all the reality show that he does, he would be Yeah, for real. <laughs> like, that was, he, he should have been in his element. Yeah. So, I mean, I know the jokes are written for both of them, you know, they're, no, they're not writing jokes, but... Well, I heard that he did write his own jokes for that, and that's why they were kind of, like, not great. Oh, Okay. He did have the one about his wife stealing Michelle's speech. That was kind of, it wasn't yeah, a great was... <laughs> joke, but it was pretty funny that it was told. So I, I can, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we're not basing the election off of that because it would, it would be a <laughs> lot more close, but you know, nothing's going to, I don't think anything can top like the correspondence dinners that Obama got to do. those were, that guy's a smooth president. Yeah. Wow. Politics aside, <laughs> what a cool dude. <laughs> Seriously. But things that would have been better to watch. Would you watch this week? Well, I watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show remake, and I watched the Hamilton documentary. Oh, Hamildoc. Hashtag Hamildoc. Hamilton documentary was everything I hoped it would be. It was fantastic. Informative. What even is it? it? It's a doc. It's a documentary about the making of the musical, like um, Lynn's process, the history that went into it, like ah, okay, that kind of thing. Um, it had. Like, 15 minutes of footage from the actual performance. Um, it had a lot of rehearsal footage and, like, footage from, like, the composing stage and the writing stage and, like, Lynn sitting in Aaron Burr's, like, <laughs> actual office, like, 
like writing my shot like literally the room where it happened exactly (laughs) so that was really fantastic i cried at the end i have no i don't know if i've ever cried at a documentary before maybe march of the penguins um (laughs) because hamilton died again or yeah well they 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 sucker punch you with the uh with who lives who dies who tells your story like the actual footage of that which is haven't you seen it before, though? Yes, I have. It doesn't make me not cry again. <laughs> like, uh, I just because I know it happened. Like, I cry every time I hear it on the CD, too. It doesn't, I can't it doesn't make it better. Anymore. I've been trying. I'm, I was able to do, like, a stage cry today to burn. I actually pushed a tear out. I was so happy. <laughs> I was like, I am such a great thespian. <laughs> <laughs> you know who's not great? Well, I don't even want to say they're not great thespians, but... You know it didn't work out well. You know it didn't work out well was the Rocky Horror remake. Was it was that? just like it like it was deeply forgettable. Like ah. <laughs> I just felt like man like when I was done I was just like, wow, that sure is a thing that I watched and if anyone who had not seen the original or and and but knew it was a cult classic had watched this, they'd be like, What the hell? <laughs> like, why do people care about this weird thing after 40 years? Ah, uh, okay. Like, it was very... And, like, the, there's not an excuse for taming things down for prime time, in my opinion, anymore, since Hamilton... Or, Hamilton, oh my god. Since Hannibal <laughs> aired on primetime television. Okay. Like, Hannibal, like, took, like, gore and, like, to some extent, extent sexual stuff to, like the extreme they could take it to on NBC. Like, like Rocky Horror is supposed to be, like, very campy, incredibly sexual, and kind of gory. And it was really none of those things. It was like if a high school did the performance. Oh, okay. It's very strange, because it's like, here's this musical that's been, like kind of a touchstone for the queer community in one way or the other for better or for worse for a very long time and like it's premiering on like national television headlined by a like by a black trans woman like like getting this like massive audience but to do so they had to like kind of sanitize it down into something that would be palatable I feel like it was doomed from the start because it's like, it seems like a lot, like, there's always controversy around it from what I understand. So it seems like a lot of it was being taboo and shocking and not really like, it's like kind of off color. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the stuff, for instance, like the cross-dressing is a lot less taboo than it was before. So it's like, well, that's not really going to shock anybody or, uh, you know, you don't want to offend anybody now because, you know, sensibilities have changed and you really don't want the bad PR. So... I was like, what are they going to do for this to make it even remotely relevant? Because I just watched the original one for the first time about a month ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, some of this shit would not fly now. Like, well, <laughs> you couldn't get away with this. Yeah. Um. So if they're not going to do that, then it's like, it's kind of no point, you know? Yeah, I think I was just, I was astonished that something that came out in 2016 could be less gay than something that came out in 1975. Like. I mean. Well, so. <laughs> so and I guess it's kind of hairy territory to get into, so I can't make any judgment on it. But I feel like part of the shock value was like, oh, Tim Curry, this 
manly looking man with like uh, chest hair is wearing women's clothing. How scandalous. There's nothing scandalous about a woman wearing women's clothing. Like it's. Yeah. Like there's nothing like subversive or anything. Like (laughs) it's just like, like, oh, oh, there's a beautiful woman wearing a corset. Like, wow. wow. (laughs) So. So I feel like they were kind of yay for representation, but to the detriment of being wild it was just like okay that's cool yeah exactly so well you know you win some you lose some yeah it's it's terrible you know i like i try to be optimistic about reboots like but this one was just it's hard to reboot a cult classic yeah i feel like that's true also from what i can tell it just doesn't seem like it was bad either just like oh okay this was a thing yeah, like, I mean, like, Which the, is worse the than being singing bad. wasn't bad, like, the, most of the acting wasn't bad, there was really only one character that I was just astonished by how poorly acted it was. Which and character was that? Columbia. That's, like, the touchstone character, right? So in, in the original, she's the one with, like, the, the sparkly silver, uh, gold, like, tuxedo, she, ta- she, she tap, tap dances, dances and right? stuff, yeah. yeah. She's, like, a, a, a thing, like, a big thing. Yeah, like, the... <laughs> Like, her whole deal in the original is that she's so over-enthusiastic. She's always trying to do or say the right thing and be a group. And she's, like, this very eager groupie who's just, like, putting her faith in the wrong people. And in the remake, she's just, like, disinterested in everything. Like, all of her lines are, like, delivered deadpan. And she just Uh. doesn't seem like she cares about being there. And I feel like it was just a terrible choice on the part of the actress. Who was the actress? Someone I'd never heard of. Okay. I can look it up. It will be super easy. Okay. Well, if I'm bored, I'll check it out one day. It might be something to do. Who knows? Yeah, it's only an hour and a half, so, you know, you know, burn up that time. I, I have nothing better to do, probably. <laughs> um, But I'm going to have a lot of time off coming soon. That's pretty cool. Why will you have a lot of time off, Dom? Yeah, I'm going on vacation. Oh, yeah, me too. You're going on vacation that? too? It's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Where are you going? I'm going down south, I believe. I'm going to Key West. Oh, hey, me too. It's almost like maybe we're going together. (laughs) Look at that that comedy bit we did. That was a satire bit. It's great. Yeah, Key West in a couple days. Are you excited? I'm pretty pretty excited. I've eaten almost all of the things in my apartment that could have gone bad while I was gone. And I just pulled all of my summer clothes out from underneath the bed to put in a suitcase. (laughs) And I'm pretty pumped. Cool, yeah, I gotta do some packing and some laundry, so I made a mistake in New York. Uh-oh. Well, I didn't make a mistake, I just didn't realize what I did. Anytime I go somewhere, I always bring, like, a Walmart bag or something to try to get one to put, like, my dirty clothes in to keep them separate from the clean ones. Mm-hmm. So what I did, I put, like, all my dirty clothes in, like, a bag, and it was in my suitcase. So last, like, week I've been like, why do I not really have any underwear? This is wild. <laughs> I, I keep doing laundry, and they're gone. And like, hold on, wait a minute. Also, I'm also missing a bunch of shirts and socks. Were they all still in your suitcase? In that bag, yeah. So, (laughs) I I mean, I'm not like a very stinky or dirty person, so I just got to wash it regular. Mm -hmm. It's not like they were wet or anything, but I was like, that's the mistake I made. That was standing, though. Vacation's coming up super soon, so I'm excited. Yes. The the recording schedule shouldn't change too, too much, but um, no promises yet. But we should have something... Uh, at least for this Thursday. Next week might be a little bit more difficult, so we'll keep you all informed. We know how much y'all love the show. Yes. And uh, I think that's everything for part one, right, Steph? I think so. Let's, uh, let's drop into some music. 
yes, music coming in right about now, which you're probably already hearing it. So uh, we'll see you guys after the break. going to be in the show notes as always you know we got you guys on lockdown we always give credit to the artists try to help out and support the artists that we can so it's that middle section it's the news the stuff that happened what's going on in the nerdy world stuff kick us off with some nerdy stuff hey you can do that all right so um we've had some movie stuff going on lately marvel continues to give us more trailers for more things <laughs> most recently per the huge <laughs> uh, most recently a very short but sweet trailer for the uh, the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. What do you think about that? I, th- I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it did not get me hyped for the movie any more than I already was. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm already on board, board for seeing it. I kind of want to know what the plot is, and I'm hoping Captain Marvel's a surprise guest in it. But yeah. But I, I thought it was weird that they used Hooked on a Feeling again, but I kind of like the idea of all the Guardians trailers just have it like for as many as they make i hope they all have that <laughs> just song now. like a, like a, it's the connecting thread yeah it just seemed a little bit odd to me I don't, I don't know why obviously it wasn't lazy they have rights to songs but i guess maybe if i didn't search guardians of the galaxy trailer it would have been a nice way to like oh shit it's this one but it's uh. like you don't i already know what it is so what did you think <laughs> um i thought it was it was like not so much like you said like it doesn't have really anything about the plot the one thing that i was excited about really was um that nebula was in it and like a new nebula was going to be in it again but i thought that she was one of the more compelling characters in the first movie sure and so i'm excited to like i I thought that it was like her relationship with gamora was very underdeveloped um it had a lot of potential so definitely i um and then the other the blue dude was there i don't know his name the guy who plays uh, Yondu. Yondu, the, yeah, Merle from Walking Dead, <laughs> because that he looks that's just who he is. Um, I was a little worried though from the trailer. Um, they, they made it seem like uh, Star Lord might try to pull a move on Gamora. I'm like, could we not do that? Yeah, like, I, are we I, over this? <laughs> I, I don't need to see like any humans with green monster relationships again. Ultron already did that once and it was awful. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, all right, trailer, little baby Groot. Looks cool. Can't wait to see what the plot is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I think it'll be good. They, they know what they're doing. Chris Pratt's a cool dude, so. Yeah, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't one of my favorite Marvel movies. Like, I felt that the trailers kind of built it up to be something that it ended up not delivering on, but 
Oh, really? Yeah, like, I don't know, it's been a long time, but if you go back and read my review, I was kind of underwhelmed. Yeah, but... <laughs> I, remember, I remember you not being a fan of it, but... But, um, I think that James Gunn has really taken the critique of the first one to heart, so I think I hope that this next one will be... Well, from what I understand, better. he wants to do a good job, and I think wanting to do yeah. a good job and caring will take you really far. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Speaking of movie news, um... There's there's a movie that got I think greenlit for a Hollywood adaption. Um, An Orion. adaptation. Yeah, ad- what did I say? Adaptation. Adaptation. <laughs> adaptation. I you. It's, like I said, it's been a long day and I'm mud <laughs> drinking during the podcast like I normally do. So it's ah, so you I, I can actually see the words and it's throwing me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, an adaptation for it was a game. It was um it's an RPG, it, uh, an African mythology fantasy game, which is very, very rare. Cool. It's only been out. For, I think it's been out for less than a year, and someone already picked it up for like some for some Hollywood movie, and that's amazing. That's fantastic. Um, I heard the game didn't get the reviews that people wanted it to get. Mm-hmm. They rated vaguely mediocre to a little bit good, which um you know it's it's an indie studio out of Africa, I believe. So it's you know the stakes were there's a lot of pressure I think on them, but mm. I don't think that they delivered a bad game. Just people wanted a little bit more from it, but mm. people liked the story. They liked the representation. And you know, was, you don't see a lot of a lot of games or even any media that that's focused on African mythology and culture. So that was it's really cool that's getting an adaptation already. Yeah, I was gonna say, especially if the game wasn't like super well received, it's. Well, just... I think people liked it. It just wasn't. It's that when you 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 consume a product and you're like, this isn't fantastic. I I enjoy it, but I can see that it's not great. Mm-hmm. Like like the Transformers syndrome, you can walk out of that movie theater being like, I got exactly what I wanted, and I would not <laughs> call that quality in any sense of the word. But I would say that this game was probably better than a Transformers movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, and there wasn't even talks for a sequel. Like they didn't have a, they didn't want to make a sequel. From what I understand, they might, but I, I'm interested to see what they'll do. Um, because I think it's kind of impossible to whitewash this movie. So yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, well, I mean, think, they did. But... You'd think that. But, you know, like, there's Gods of Egypt, so... That's true. That, well, you know, hopefully Hollywood got it out of their system. We all know they didn't, but, you know... Yeah, we, we can hope and dream. Maybe one day they'll finally realize that, like, these movies are clearly not making any money compared to other movies. <laughs> like... Yeah. Like, once... I think that's what... I'm excited about Black Panther. Um... I think that movie's just going to pull in money. Like, everyone's going to go. I feel like everybody's going to see that. It's good. They're going to get so much money for it that it'll be impossible to say that black characters aren't marketable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there's going to be, like, a one, two, three punch of, like, Black Panther, Captain Marvel, uh, Wonder Woman. There's a lot of black female characters in Black Panther, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, his, his guard. So Yeah, I think the... Gosh, what are they called? I don't know. I, I've heard uh, it enough times. Dora Murat. Dora Mirage, something like that. Something like Somewhere that. Somewhere along those lines. The people who know it will know it, and yeah. it's easy to look up. So, But yeah, there was the like the, the woman who told Black Widow to move her. She'll be moved, you know, one of the coldest lines in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they'll be in there. So I think there's going to be a lot of representation. People will see this stuff sells. It is not... It will sell. It's not like genre or like outre or something that doesn't actually get money. Like, it's going to get so much money. Yeah, I mean, a superhero <laughs> Marvel movie that's, that's, like, pretty much... It's not pandering, but for the sake of this sentence, it's pandering to the black audience, and I think it's going to pay off so well. 
And I think they'll be like five more of them, just order all of them, go get Storm back, you know, get Halle Berry yeah. back for Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, speaking of representation, some stuff didn't go so well last week in comics. You want to bring that up? Yeah, so um, last week, and it, you know, it isn't something that was across the board. It was a variant cover, and it's always the variant covers for some reason that end up in this <laughs> this like deep hole of nonsense. But um, so as listeners may or may not know, a new um person is taking over the Iron Man mantle. Um, Riri Williams, who is a fifteen year old black girl, will be taking a role in the uh. Iron Man armor as Ironheart and people are pretty hyped about it. They another like intelligent black female teenager getting her due um on the comic book page. Except um <laughs> some comic book artists who are into drawing cheesecakey women see just heard the uh seem to have just heard like, draw a black lady and drew, like, a very kind of sexualized, adult-looking woman in place of the actual teenager who was supposed to be um, portrayed in on the variant cover of the, the first comic that she's introduced in. Yeah, that didn't go so well on the internet, expectedly, and um, they did pull it, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, um, it, it started a hashtag, teens that look like teens, um, kind yeah, of. Yeah, that <laughs> celebrating comics where teenagers are drawn to not look like sexualized adults and like yeah. on the flip side like there was the argument like well some teenagers do look like that and i mean like that's also true like some teenagers like do develop early or more than others but the problem is that we're always seeing those that style of teenager drawn i guess it's more so like the way that she was drawn because I, gu- I guess you could if you wanted to be like one of these uh, cynical dude bros who tries to comically miss the point, if you wanted to do this, you could, <laughs> comics, uh, comically, hey. um, you'd be like, well, you know, some some fifteen year olds are, are like developed well, and it's like, okay, that's it's not so much that you drew her with these proportions necessarily, but like with the pose and the way that her clothes were and like the angling and all that. It's like, it's not like you had a fifteen year old cousin. You're like, I just drew her, and this is what she looks like. It's like you just drew a grown woman that you wanted to think was hot and you're like no it's a 15 year old and it's it's kind of not great and it kind of falls into the like the trope of over adulting black women black girls mm-hmm. yeah i feel Actually, like that's yeah, all that's women, very it's more prevalent like it's a stereotype that's more prevalently used against black women and black girls yeah than it is against any other like yeah. i feel like the opposite happens to asian women is that they're kind of infantilized yeah, that's it's a that's the other problem. <laughs> the other I think side with of it, um, but... they do make adults. Um, so I guess that's it's one of those weird things where it happens to both black boys and black girls, but it's in mm-hmm. different, in different like the it, it, the, it the end result is different. Yeah, that's how how you get like these young boys who they're like, oh, they're hulking monsters. Like the cops had to like they feared for their life from like a twelve year old because they they're like, oh, it's a man. Little girls they get over sexualized and it's it's just a problem. Um, I it just should stop. There's not really much else to say. Yeah, <laughs> it's just pretty pretty creepy too, you know. So yeah, maybe don't maybe don't draw a 15 year old and you're like, oh yeah, I'd I'd bang that. Like maybe you maybe you made a mistake if you did that. Just saying. yeah, and I think you especially made a mistake if your reaction to being told, hey, why did you draw this 15 year old like a bangable adult, is to say this is some SJW nonsense. 
get that out of my face, that's not the way to react to that criticism. You know, it's so easy to say nothing. Like, even if you feel that way, like, you have to know that's (laughs) not a good idea. Yeah, like, at this point in life. Like, I'm not saying not to take criticism, but if you're not going to take criticism, why, why, why make it yourself a lightning rod for more criticism? Yeah, especially when, like, in the end, it's going to fall out not in your favor. Like, Midtown was like, I we see these valid points, and we would like to pull this variant cover. And Marvel was like, cool, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, Marvel doesn't care. They're like, whatever. What, We're still going to make money off this, like... Like, we don't need the, like, if the pervy guys want this image so much it exists on the internet, here you go, whatever, but we're not going to sell this. So, you know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, representation is getting kind of weak, too. Um, There was an announcement for Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, it's a cowboy-type game. Uh, it's made by Rockstar, the same people that make Grand Theft Auto. I believe I'm getting that fact right. Um, But it looks to be, like, a Magnificent Seven sort of thing. Like, there's seven cowboys in it. Mm-hmm. And people are like really getting tired of not having women in these games like there's like a a suspension of disbelief you can get away with like hey i want to tell a story about like masculinity with men like you can make the argument that grand theft auto 5 told you know a story about how men in the 21st century are starting to get to the point where hey we you know the supposed dominance over the gender line that we feel that we're supposed to have is a lot harder to pull out now like back in quote-unquote the old days Mm-hmm. Men were supposed to be stronger and were the only ones that were allowed to work. So you had, quote unquote, a purpose. But mm-hmm. now women can achieve what men can achieve th- theoretically, you know, once the glass ceiling is shattered. So it's kind of, well, you're not entitled to anything as a man. So now it's pretty much, what are you going to do? So you can make that argument that, yeah, we made the story about men. So having a female character would have been okay, but it wouldn't have really serviced the plot we're trying to tell. One mm-hmm. could make that argument. I'm not saying that was the game, but one could make that argument. But this is seven cowboys. It's like there were female cowboys. So like your whole yeah. oh, realism, like no, that it's not realistic for there to not have been a female cow person. Yeah, and also like presumably, I'm, I I will hazard a guess that most of them, if not all of them, are white. I don't know. There was just Which so much. No, but so. you know, people will cry out for historical historical accuracy, but there were. But only if it. Only if it, <laughs> only if it excludes, yeah. But, like, you could have a Native American guy in there, you know, you could have some black dudes. Like, the first cowboys were black people, from what I understand. Like, that's why they called them boys, because it was a racist thing. Like, get the cowboy, and that, they called them cowboys. So, yeah, you know, and like, don't know how that became a thing. <laughs> buckaroo is, like, a bastardization of the word vaquero, which is Spanish, because a lot of cowboys were Hispanic. Like, <laughs> See, so, I mean, there we go. It's Your historical real- realism is not protecting you from people of color, so... Get out of there with that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> also, in game news, and I'm going to go real fast with this because it's cool, but we didn't get a lot. So the Nintendo NX, Steph, have you ever heard of that? I have heard of that. I don't know anything about it, though. They they released a new thing this week, did they not? Yeah, so that was just a code name. We didn't know what it was going to be or how it was going to work. Um, but it's called the Nintendo Switch because you can switch from a handheld device to a console device and play it on your TV. Um, they showed some cool stuff that it could do. A very, very white trailer. Um, it was aimed at, like, I guess, our generation. And there were, like, a black people. A black people. Like, a, one or two. A single black people. Even when they went to, like, the scene where they were playing basketball, or, like, they're going to get stereotypical. Here's where the black people would be. It's like, but they were still kind of on the outside of the screen. I'm like, what's what's going on? And there were not a lot of women in it. Only one of the playing scenes included women. So it was just kind of a... 
a weird trailer like a reveal trailer but it was a cool mm-hmm. little piece of technology um there's gonna be a new mario kart a new splatoon whoo you can do hairstyles Ooh. and pants um we couldn't get pants in the last one so that's a new update <laughs> Um, but it looks like a nice little device, and it's going to get a lot of third-party support. So this might be the console where Nintendo kind of turns the game around to be a little bit less obscure again. So good news, you know? Nice. Yeah, you got any other any other news before we kick kick our friends into the break? Oh no, I think I think that's about it. That about wraps it up for the week, at least yeah, was, for us. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice nice long segment. It's like it's almost like we're doing some kind of podcast journalism or something. It's, it's crazy. wild. So, um, I think this is about the point where you give listeners some music, huh? I think so. Let's, uh, let's jump into it. Yeah, so, uh, hey listeners, I'll see you after the break. that last little bit of music there um as always the artist and info about that is going to be in the uh, the show notes for you um it's time for our last segment of this podcast which is the shit we got this week segment shit we got this week (laughs) (laughs) so the first thing i got this week is actually i got it today it's a pronunciation it is the door melage that's what the group is Black Panther's Bodyguards. Excellent. I'm glad Just we to got clear, to that, clear up. that up for the end of the. Yeah, gotta get gotta get our nerd cred up. You know, we don't want angry letters. I just want any letters, really. So. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Steph, what'd you get this week? Oh uh, well, I got a comic book. I'm pretty excited about. Not so much for the content itself. Like, I mean, it's it's a good comic <laughs> book. Um, and I enjoyed reading it, but I was excited about it mostly because. I it was personalized recommendation for me. The comic is Department H, and it is about a um uh, an Indian scientist who is interested in space stuff, but is her father works on a um like a sea base in the Mariana Trench, like seven miles down, and he's murdered. Well, he dies, but everyone assumes it's a murder, and so it's kind of a locked room. <laughs> mystery like someone on the sea base had to have killed him because there's no one else seven miles down under the water but so she has to go down and try to um figure out who done it and i was excited about it because it's, it's got a very interesting and very different art style it's um it's on like a heavier paper like a more like construction papery kind of feeling paper than rather okay. than the more glossy pages that you usually see in comic books and the art is is done with watercolors. Oh, that sounds really um, beautiful. So it's kind of sketchy and really just very interesting and different. And 
I, it was actually, it was a personal recommendation, like I said, um, from one of the guys who worked at the comic book shop, and I was very, um, kind of touched by this, because he said, uh, for some reason, it's just, like, he's managed to be the one who has rung me out a bunch of times, and so, and he also, I guess, he said, does a lot of, um, the sorting of the comic books on Tuesday nights into the pull list folders, so that when people come to pick stuff up on Wednesday, it's there. Um, so he, like, he sees what goes into my folder, and has, like, so what you, seen uh, what, what I've been buying. Yeah, so he was, like, was, like, hey, like, have you, I, I, I know that you, like, this kind of out-there art styles in comics, because we had been talking about Odyssey, which is another, um, comic book that has a very, like, unique and different art style. And so he was, like, have you heard of this? And I was, like, no, I haven't. And he, <laughs> actually, he... He ran away from the register to go upstairs to get me the first issue to see if they had it. Yeah, well, like, yeah, so I was just, like, hanging out there. Like, there was a line. Like, he just ran upstairs <laughs> to go find this for me and brought it back down. I was like, awesome, thank you. So it was really nice. cool. Um, I mean, I've only been going to the shop for, like, maybe two months, if that. Or around and, the time uh, you moved to New York, right? <laughs> yeah, well, less than that, because first I had to get all of my comics from the shop in Pittsburgh that I was behind on, and then catch up on those, and then figure out which of them I wanted to stay subscribed to, and so, <laughs> <laughs> so like, not even, not even three months into being a customer at Midtown, they've already, like, I've already got a guy giving me personalized recommendations, which was pretty cool, especially considering how much bigger... Midtown is then, and like how much bigger their clientele base is than. Look at you making like the the, uh, good impressions. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. So, that's really cool. Very cool. So that's that's what I got this week, along with cool. there were, like every other comic book that I am subscribed to also came out this week. So I dropped a lot of money at the comic book store this week. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have the the week before vacation, but. <laughs> hey, shaka bra! I got some stuff too. What you get? I got a phone. This is this is Dom's phone watch. Uh, the the legacy can the uh, the epic continues. Um, so <laughs> a lot of you. All. So as you all may or may not know, I did have an HTC One or something, and they seem to make phones that kind of crap out. So I wouldn't recommend them. So I was like, it's about time to get a new phone. I'm I, I really don't want to take a phone that can't take pictures quickly to Comic Con. So I, I want to get my new one sooner than later. And the set, the Note Sevens from Samsung were blowing up, but they're like, no, 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 we fixed it, but they're on back order. So I'm like, just send me one and I'll, I'll fix it. So I get it, go up to New York, and then they're like, hey, uh, so remember how we said we fixed the exploding phones? Well, we did, but now they're exploding again. It's a different explosion, so you can't take them <laughs> on pl- on flights. You probably shouldn't have them near your face. So I'm like, yo, guys, I, <laughs> those are two I just, things I need to do with a phone. I, 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 yeah, I, I just want a phone. So I go in there and I'm like, hey, buddy, can I get a phone? And he's like, yeah, yeah. So the closest thing will probably be the S7 Edge. But unfortunately, everybody also realized that. So we are currently out of stock right now. I'm like, bro, I just I just want a phone. I don't want to wait for it anymore. And he's like, well, hey, how about this? Wait till Thursday and the Google Pixel comes out. It's a great phone. I'm like, well, what, what is it? He's like, it's an iPhone from Android. I'm like, that okay, what? what? <laughs> so it doesn't have like all the Verizon junk that they put on it. And you're like, you know, when you buy an Android phone, um, whatever your phone is, like HTC or Samsung, they'll put like a bunch of other apps on there that you can't mm. delete. Yeah, like all the built-in. That happens with Apple, yeah. too. Oh, okay. I didn't know if Apple did, too. Well, yeah, they have like their stocks app and stuff. Yeah, they finally, the last iOS update, have al- allowed you to like delete like Apple News and Apple Stocks and like stuff that nobody actually cares about. 
Yeah, see, that's good because it says like on the box, like 32 megabytes of storage, and you open up fresh out the box. Actually, it's only like 25. Actually, have fun with eight. That's all great. That's like I can't wait to get the new U2 album and have no space. Um, but yeah, so I got the Google Pixel phone. It doesn't have like all that stuff on it. It's, it's pretty like nice and elegant kind of thing. I got a case and a screen protector. It's really just like a nice, clean experience. I really like it. I, uh, a lot of people have said good things about it. Uh, some of my more tech snob friends are like, hey, it's a, it's a good phone. You did a good job getting that. So nice. it's a little pricey, <laughs> but if you're like on some kind of plan, just, if, I mean, if you're getting cell phones, you're probably paying an arm and a leg anyway. So I recommend at least looking one up if you're in the Verizon store. You might be able to get one off Google store if you're not Verizon. I don't know how it all works, but it gets a good review from me. Nice. It doesn't blow up. <laughs> Meets the minimum standard of any te- that any technology should hopefully, <laughs> hopefully reach. I mean, as long as that minimal. technology is not already a bomb. Like, if, if your technology is a bomb and it explodes, then it's, it's doing good. But I feel like you want your bomb to explode when you tell it to not spontaneously. <laughs> not spontaneously, <laughs> like in your pocket. Yeah, like on your face when you know. <laughs> so <laughs> trying to trying to talk with someone, chatting with your grandpa. Boom, gone. <laughs> Done. But it's, yeah, that's 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 all I got for today, man. Uh, I played Super Fight yesterday, actually. Oh, how that was that? It's a cute little game. It's um, you you need a creative group to play with. Um, mm. it it starts out kind of slow, like the first time you play it, because it's only like one on one with the base set of rules. You can do like a battle royale kind of one where I think where everybody puts their fighter in, but it's neat. People liked it. It's you can see the kind of uh, this is kind of all right. Like uh, this is kind of cool. Like oh, this is really fun. I like this. Like let's try it again. So good purchase. Uh, I'll bring it on vacation. But um, are you gonna bring Slash? I'm absolutely gonna bring Slash. Okay, cool. That'll be fun. And that's that's what basically just I forget what that is. You just pick the best ship out of what everybody lays down. Yeah, I mean, like, there's, like, a dealer card, or, like, it's, it's like, it's like Cardian Community, except, so, like, there's one person who lays down a card, and everyone else has to pick the person they think would be the best pairing with that person, um, and, but unlike Cards Against Humanity, it's not anonymous, like, you justify it. Okay, like, so Superfight like, is not anonymous either, so. Cool. I look forward to playing that again. It's uh, There's some funny stuff in there. I like these kind of... I, I've been getting a real fondness for card games lately. Yeah, I think I, I'm looking forward to finding more people to play them with because I, they're fun. Yes. Basically. <laughs> you need people to commit to like the first 10 minutes of it. That's the hard part, but... Yeah. You ever, did you ever play Dungeons & Dragons or do you have any interest in doing that? I do have interest in playing Dungeons & Dragons, but I have not, not ever had the opportunity to do so. I have yeah, Dungeons pl- & Dragons. You have it, but you've never have, played it? I have the starter set, but I was never able to get... You need, like, four people in a Dungeon Master to play the starter adventure that they give you, like, the already, like, pre-built right. adventure. Um, And I could only ever get four people to have vague interest, <laughs> including myself. And so it was like, even if I got all these people in one place for four hours to play through this adventure, we would still be down a Dungeon Master, and we would not be able right. to do it. Well, there's, yeah, there's like a lot of setup time. I feel like it's one of those things that you need to see what it's all about to want to do it. Yeah. Kind of like drinking. Like the first time you drink, you're like, this is dumb. Why do people do this? It just burns. But then once you suffer through some drinks, you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is why people throw their lives away. Okay. That's, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> this is pretty cool. And Dungeons and Dragons is the exact same way. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Dungeons and Dragons is like alcoholism. It's... <laughs> 
if uh, you want some more wild hot takes <laughs> <laughs> um you can find us at various places on the internet um for instance you can find your guy right here dom that's me like i said at the top at brother dom on twitter that's b-r-o-t-h-a-d-o-m it's brother if you say brother you're not going to find me you can find twitter instagram snapchat all the places online and social media. If I'm there, you'll find me if I want to be found. So that's cool. That's it. Very cool. And where would they find you, Steph? They can find me. Um, they can go to the Snow Queer on Tumblr to find me there. They can go to Captain Steph on Twitter to find me there. They can find this podcast chain, this brand of podcast, at Character <laughs> Reveal on Twitter or by searching for character reveal on Twitter, but you're going to find it by going to character rev. Two R's in the middle, character R-E-V. And then you can search for us on the Facebooks by looking for character reveal. You totally can do that. Pop us a like there. We'll like you for that. And uh, you can find all of our podcasts, both the Geekly Reveal episodes and our character reveal episodes with all our cool guests at characterreveal.simplecast.fm. It's great. You can go there and you can get our RSS feed. Throw it into your iTunes podcast catcher, or you can find us on Google Play or Stitcher or all kinds of other places. Just not iTunes yet, but you know we're we're getting there because we love you so much. And um, say they wanted to see what we write, some intersectional nerdy feminist stuff. Where's a good place for that? They can find us doing that at ladygeekgirl.wordpress.com. That would be Lady Geek Girl and Friends blog. That's good. That's a good place. Some good Go stuff. find it. Steph is a great editor. She makes like sure that my posts so. aren't trash. You can see my review of Space Battle Lunchtime as well as a review of uh, Welcome to Showside from last week and the many things that Steph writes about. You're far more prolific than me. Yeah, well, they can, um, by the time this comes out, they can read about my thoughts about, about the Rocky Horror Picture Show in greater detail. They can read about what I think of what I thought about the new Rogue One trailer coming out on Tuesday and uh, some inside baseball Look forward to a more thorough review of that spooky horror book that I was talking about on Halloween. Very nice. Well, see, you guys are getting the, you guys are getting the, the, the deep cuts here, man. You're like, this is, you listen to this and you just get to get all the previews and all that kind of great stuff of our whole network of people. It's, it's really worth subscribing. You really should, uh, that subscribe to our, our our brand the the reveal brand <laughs> <laughs> i would uh, i would recommend it so cool hey well we hope you like this episode again we're trying to bring you the very best that we can and um that's it until next time see you later bye <laughs>